Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. And finally, after an almost month-long hiatus, Marty Agather has decided to join us once again. Marty, what's going on, man? Uh, busy, busy over here at Agency Nation Central, let me tell you. Holy smokes. Uh, lots of good stuff, though. Uh, we've uh, announced uh, to, to all of our listeners... Um, in the in the previous episode, that uh, big news is that uh, TrustedChoice.com is profitable, and because of that, um, we're on the hiring trail right now, and uh, we're looking for a few good uh, men and women to fill out our team. So I've been sort of focused on that a little bit. Yeah, and then you were also flying airplanes for a little while. Yeah, I went to uh, went to uh, South Dakota, beautiful South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Um, was in some very scenic uh, locales, um, big bluffs, lots of wind, um, and uh, fresh cow turds, which I managed to step in. Very, very nice. What a great way to start a podcast, talking about poop. Every podcast should start talking <laughs> about poop. That's amazing. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into what we came here to talk about today. So. Um, I shared an article with you called uh, Why Agency Owners Employ Producers Who Cannot and Will Not Sell. And it's a provocative title, no doubt. Um, It definitely is an interesting article. I think both of us, I would say neither one of us feels incredibly comfortable with everything in the article in and of itself. Which really ends up being more about, you know, a high. It means end up being more about hiring than really how to motivate producers. And I think maybe that's the piece that makes it feel a little weird versus the headline. But what it did get us thinking about was um, a couple ideas that that we've seen here at Agency Nation and TrustedChoice.com in particular, as we start to mine our own data for for exactly why some agencies are so successful on our platform and some agencies are incredibly successful, incredibly successful. And other agencies are, you know, in in lining up referrals relative, right? So the, the referrals are relatively the same in terms of number. Some agencies get this, you know, say, let's say 10 referrals in a month and they just think we are the worst. And then we have another agency who gets 10 referrals, you know, of similar variety and is just destroying it. And, and, and in some cases with an 80% close ratio, and I'm not exaggerating, we have had multiple people between 70 and 80%. Now that's not the case for everybody, but multiple agencies are closing 70 to 80% with volumes of referrals in the 20s and 30s. So, I mean, they're doing serious business. Um, and we're trying to figure out what makes agency A so successful an agency B, um, I guess, unsuccessful with with our platform at least thus far. So, uh, well, and I, I, let's let's broaden that out a little bit because yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think that this is exclusive to our platform only, right? Yep. I think I think if we did an unbiased review of uh, of an agency's um, sales operations, we'd see that we see the exact same those same agencies that are exhibiting success and or difficulty with uh, our stuff would be having the same results with their own generated stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I completely agree with that. That is, 
I, I, I was speaking in context of our platform only because it's what we do every day. But I think some of the things that, that we want to share, or at least things that we've found so far, and why, uh, and, and really, this is, I'm actually looking at the email chain where we were breaking down some of these stats that we got from uh, one of the agencies, and it's like 40 emails already in just a week. I mean, this is just on our brain, right? Because we do this every day. We want the people who are on our platform to be successful. And it is frustrating when, when, Agencies have negative experiences with TrustedChoice.com. It's a very frustrating thing for us. Not frustrating at that particular agent, but just frustrating in general, right? I mean, we we show up at work every day to be in service of the independent agent. Um, and when an agency feels like they're not getting value from our platform, um, you know, specifically in this case, TrustedChoice.com, uh, you know, we want to solve that problem. So uh, we're going to be coming out with a series of best practices uh, around in particular handling inbound leads and referrals, um, you know, uh, trusted choice, uh, the not-for-profit brand side has some stuff coming out. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, organizations such as ours starting to tackle the idea of how do you handle an inbound opportunity? Because what's very important for everyone listening to understand is that inbound opportunities are different than referred in opportunities or cold call opportunities. They're, they're not better, not worse. So don't put those buckets on them. But we need to handle them in their own specific, unique way. Um, Justin Waters, who is an agent in Texas, has been very, very kind and very open with the things that have worked really well for him, the things that haven't worked well, and ultimately uh, the success that he has been having as a producer um, on our platform. So Marty, why don't you kind of take us into what's going on with Justin, and um, if you have some of the numbers, I'd love for you to share those with the listeners. Um, This is actually going to be the first time, if you're listening to this, this is the very first time that these numbers have been put out in public. You're going to hear a lot more about them in different pieces on Agency Nation that we put together as we come out with these best practices. But um, you guys are getting this first here on Agency Nation Radio. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'd love to help you with the numbers, Ryan, but uh, as you know, I'm experiencing Oh, yeah, some your computer's hung up. That's why. So everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Marty. The reason Marty sounds like he's a mile away and you can hear him kind of rustling around a little bit is because his computer is blue smoke right now. So you bring us into the Justin Waters example, and I'll look up the, the numbers while you talk. That's perfect. All right. So uh, Justin Waters, young uh, young producer, Small agency, I want to say it's suburban Dallas. I uh, may not have that exactly right, but um, Texas anyway. Some of you may have seen we actually uh, uh, quoted and I did an interview with him probably six months ago or more now. Um, but the interesting thing is that uh, his agency um, is primarily life and health. So uh, owned by um, a woman, um, and he cut his teeth at a different agency. I think he worked there for about a year, if I remember the story correctly, um, and then left to join this second agency. And so he's the only PNC producer in the agency. So he's starting from scratch, but even more important, he doesn't really have an internal mentor in the agency, which some people might um, look at as as a sort of a, a disadvantage, 
But I'm going to posit the very um, unique perception that maybe that's really an advantage for him. But anyway, um, because he's because he's uh, doing this on his own, and he doesn't have a book of business. He's young, he's hungry, and he works everything. And uh, what he has done is he's figured out some techniques that really work for him. And one of those is that he doesn't. Um, he doesn't let anything die due to uh, inactivity. So he works really hard. The second thing is he's always cross-selling. The third thing is he's done enough of these things where he realizes that the most important thing that he can do for an inbound opportunity is to give them very early in the process an approximation of what he thinks it's going to cost. So he he, he may not comparatively quote, but he's got online rating for a number of small commercial opportunities. He just jumps into some carrier's site, does a quick rate that may not have all of the stuff he needs, but he can, he can ballpark a number for them, which gives the, the uh, customer uh, the, 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 the confidence that he can help them. And, and that whole um, that whole fact of giving the customer confidence that you're able to help eases their mind, and now they're willing to give you the time to do the job right. So to me, those are the real keys, is he's eager to help. He lets them know he can help. He works within their time frame, which means respond quickly, and more importantly, give them a close answer quickly. And all of that stuff together is making him very, very successful. So I have the numbers. Okay, I have the numbers, and I'm going to get into a lot of what you said uh, too, because this is this to me is what we're mi- we're we have missed the point as an industry. And, and and again, I know a lot of times, guys, you know, I'm we're preaching to the choir, the people who listen to Agency Nation Radio. I, I completely get that. So when we say the industry, I, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you most likely are doing a lot of the right things. I get that. But I think it's it's good to understand what is going on out there. So um, well, I mean, I'll go one step further, Ryan. Let me go one step further than that. Not only is it good, it's also, um, it's energizing to hear the good stories because so many times all we hear are the bad stories or you remember the time that the, that the underwriter told you no, right? So we are a business where, unfortunately, there are, you know, we suffer the slings and arrows uh, in between our sales. So even inside our own organization, Lori um, Allen, who's uh, the manager of our uh, client um, success unit, says that she loves the, 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 um, the story of Justin because it pumps her up and gives her a bright spot. So I think giving our listeners this bright spot is going to help them through their down day too. Yeah. So, okay. So I, ha- I have some numbers. Um, and, you know, it, before we get into the numbers, you use the word that I think is the defining piece, the defining thing that has set somebody like, um, that makes Justin Waters successful and so many other agents on our platform unsuccessful. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's the word hungry. H-U-N-G-R-Y. Justin Waters was a brand new producer as of January, was hungry. He was dying for business. He needed to write business. So what did he do? He said, I'm going to answer the phone. 
and he started answering the phone when people called his agency and he's writing business because he's hungry for it. He didn't look at the account and go, oh, that's GL only. I'm not going to waste my time with that. Or I, that's, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, uh, a worker's comp only. I'm not going to waste my time with that. So let, let's get into some of the numbers here so we can talk uh, very legitimately. And again, I want to give Justin Waters a ton of credit and appreciation for being so open with what he has going on. Um, he is giving us insights into how inbound marketing is handled inside of agencies, how you can be successful. Um, uh, he takes our feedback, implements it. Really appreciate him so, so much. If you if you ever see him at an association meeting or down in Texas or something, pat him on the back because as an industry, we are learning an incredible amount from him. Um, so we can't give, uh, you know, many agencies would probably not allow us access to the data that he has. He is doing it and, uh, and really it's going to be a game changer for our industry. So let's look at this. So since, uh, January 1st, uh, the Vogue agency has received 191 referrals since we're going since January 1st. Cause that's when Justin started. Uh, they've been on the platform since August. Uh, so they've received more than 191 total in the term, but they've received 191 referrals since January 1st. Of those 191 referrals, uh, he has written 37 policies, 29 new accounts. Okay, 29 new accounts. Now, you're going to do the math on that and you're going to say, Ryan, that that's not an incredible close ratio. It's somewhere around 20%. Very, you know, that's, that's very fair. Um, uh, for policies and, and less than, a little less than 20% for, for new accounts. Uh, that's fair. Here's what I would say though. If since the new, I just want to put a caveat on that. Since we made the workflow change to uh, trustedchoice.com. So since we started requesting data up front, his conversion rate has gone from you know somewhere below 20 to up over 30%. Uh, he signed 19 of those 29 accounts, uh, new accounts. 19 of the 29 accounts have just been in the last two months. So just between uh, July 1st and September 15th, um, 19 of the 29. Now part of that it was he was a brand new producer. So think about how good of a producer you were when you first started. You were probably terrible, just like I was terrible. I'm sure Justin wasn't amazing either, right? You're you're just learning the business, the language. You don't have any of the stories yet. You know you don't understand the flow of how these things work. So uh, he is getting uh, better at his job uh, rapidly. But I'll take a 30% close ratio for inbound for inbound business. So he's uh, signed 19 of the 29 accounts recently. So, uh, so total since January 1st, 29 new accounts, 37 total policies, $96,000 in premium, which if you just take an arbitrary kind of 12% commission rate, they've done over $11,000, $11,000 in revenue to the agency just since January 1st for a program that they pay, let's do the math, Marty, and I'll use the new rate, um, not what they were paying. So this is actually going to be more than they actually paid. So during that time, they paid us, let's call it a, a, just over a thousand bucks for their membership or for their for their profile to be an advantage subscriber, and they made eleven thousand dollars. Now. Don't just think about trustedchoice.com. It's not a sales pitch. Think about anything, any inbound lead opportunity that you put money into. 
pay-per-click, Facebook ads, um, Yelp ads. I had an agent just give me a, a, a whole breakdown of how they're using Yelp ads really well. So that's really cool. Um, anytime you are putting marketing or advertising dollars out into the world, you want to get a positive return. In this case, uh, we're looking at an incredible return. An incredible return, ten thousand percent or a thousand percent return on their on their money um, for for this investment. That's that's phenomenal, or yeah. And so so to get to my point is what we've learned from Justin is that by picking up the phone, the reason he's successful is because he picks up the phone. He does not let it go to voicemail. He doesn't say, we'll get back to you in 24 hours. 24 hours is way, 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 way too long. 15 minutes it's probably about tw- It's probably about 23 hours and 50 minutes too long. Yeah, yeah. You, you have 10 minutes to respond to an inbound opportunity. Let's just, let's just throw that number out there. Um, there's a bunch of different reports. Some people say an hour. Some people say an half hour. I'm going to be... From my experience doing this for the eight years that I did it, from my, you know, all the people I talked to, to Justin Waters, to, to, you know, dozens of other agents out there in the world, when someone calls you on an inbound opportunity, they read an article you wrote, they saw a Facebook ad, they clicked on something pay-per-click, whether it's email or phone, you have 10 minutes to respond or you have essentially said, I don't care about that piece of business. Just let that sink in for a sec. You have 10 minutes to respond or it's gone. Now, that doesn't mean you can't write them. You put them in a drip. You call them back. Some of those were closed. But if you want to be successful, you have 10 minutes to respond. And you need to set your inbound sales force up for a 10-minute response time. Have to. Yeah, the the worst problem is you don't even, in, in many instances, you don't even know what type of business you're passing on if you don't get back to them. Yeah. You haven't even had a chance. Yep, it might be a, might be a mobile home policy. Mm-hmm. Flip side is, it might be a $10,000 commercial account, and you have no way of knowing. Well, I, this is the other part of it, too. So here's the other thing. Um agencies i believe have corrupted to a certain extent their frontline underwriting responsibility and i'll tell you what i mean by that um i i just wrote a 3300 plus word article uh, on agency nation i published it a couple days ago from when we're recording this um it was titled how to sell insurance to millennials seven tactics for the next 10 years go check it out probably one of the best pieces of journalistic writing I, I have ever put together. It's, it's as good as I can do today from a journalistic style. Um, one of the very first items, one of the, the, actually the very first tactic that I share on there is start selling renter insurance. Why start selling renter's insurance? Because what do the vast majority of agents do and we hear the phone calls and we get the feedback so we know that agents are doing this right this isn't like oh Ryan you're just kind of making that up that's not really true we hear the phone calls we get the emails back at us saying this is crap business it's a renter only thing the number of agents 
that don't respond to, brush off, or turn down a renter-only account is unreal. It's out of this world. It's absolutely out of this world. Marty, am I, am I right about that? Well, you are right about that, but I think where you're going is that is that that account isn't going to stay a renter's only for forever. And if you are even using half of your cross-sell hat, you're going to you can immediately pick up some additional business, right? They potentially have friends, relatives, other people that they influence who might become prospects and ultimately customers. So the point is, is that any piece of business has a bigger universe associated with it. A hundred percent. So this is why I said you have to start selling renter's insurance is because is because that person in that moment, either for whatever reason, whether they're just young or, you know, something has happened in their life, there's a million reasons why in that moment, all they need is renter's insurance. But if we're going to believe that every single person who needs renter's insurance today will never need a homeowner's insurance policy, will never buy a car or need a car, or maybe they have two cars, uh, two auto policies, and they just they just decide to rent. They live in an urban area, or maybe they're just like, hey, we just we don't want to buy a house. We want to live in a rent a condo or or whatever, rent a flat somewhere. There are a million reasons why someone could only want a renter's insurance today and we're going to cross-sell them. Here's the other thing. You never know whose niece, nephew, cousin, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, grandfather that person is, right? What if you, this, you're, you're, you have the niece of the biggest businessman in the entire county, his niece calls you for renter's insurance, and you get to know her, and you and you start. Well, hey, do you know anybody else in the area? Well, yeah, my uncle is, you know, so and so. Well, you know, hey, I, I would love. Could I ever get injured? What if over a two year period you get an introduction, or you're able to meet that guy and say, you know what, I do. I write your niece's insurance. She, what a what a great girl. That's amazing. I'm so happy for her. She's going to X Y Z college, doing great. I love it when she calls. She's so pleasant. And now all of a sudden, that guy gives you the time of day because you have that connection. This is the serendipity of the business that we're in. And if you don't believe in that serendipity, then you have not lived in this space. Everyone who's listening to this knows that these things happen. These, this is the type of serendipity that happens in our world. And, and to just brush off accounts because they're, they're workers comp only or renters only or monoline auto is ludicrous. It's completely and utter ludicrous. And... And if you say that it's not, I have Justin Waters' thing right here, which shows me all the accounts he's written, the amount of money he's made, a thousand percent return on his trustedchoice.com investment. A thousand percent return on his trustedchoice.com investment because he picks up the phone and he writes everything that comes across his desk. And I, I don't, I mean, it's like if I had a mic, I would drop it right now. Actually, I do have a mic, but I'm not going to drop it. No, don't drop it. So I want to, you, you brought us back to where we started, all right? And I, I made a uh, sort of an obtuse comment in my opening remarks that I want to get back to. We talked about the fact that uh, Justin is in uh, his agency without really a support system because he's, a, he's, he's the guy that's uh, figuring out the P&C business on his own. Um, and I said, well, that might be a disadvantage, but it also could be an advantage. And here's why I think it's an advantage. Um, because 
Justin isn't learning from somebody who's picked up bad habits over the years, okay? One of the challenges we have in this industry is um, we all start out young, scrappy, and hungry, and over time our books uh, get built out, and pretty soon um, maybe we're not quite as scrappy and young and as hungry as we used to be. And when Marty, let me jump in there real quick. Only because, because I don't want to knock agency principles. That's not a knock on them. If you're making 300 K, maybe a renter's policy isn't worth it to you. But what we're trying to describe is a scenario where your agency grows, not just the principal's personal book of business or a producer's personal book of business. If you want to use inbound tools to grow your agency as a whole, that is what Marty is describing. It may not be necessary. It may not be prudent to have your principal working on a renters only, but that doesn't mean a hungry young producer or a new producer or just someone who's who still wants the right business. That that's what Marty's describing. We're not trying that's, to that's knock exa- agency That's exactly principles. right. And that's exactly right. And 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 the challenge is, right, if 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 I'm that young producer, I'm emulating the boss. And if the boss doesn't make it appear to be important to scrap for every single piece of business, then probably that's going to become my attitude long before it should, right? So that's my point. My point is that the agency itself has to have and can never lose that competitive sell it, no matter what it is, culture. Yeah, I completely agree. It's Again, we're talking about... You know, we're talking about how do you take inbound marketing? This could be pay-per-click. The same is true. Uh, so like Google AdWords, pay-per-click. This could be Facebook ads. This could be if you're doing content marketing stuff. This could be social media marketing. This could be Yelp ads. This could be Yellow Pages ads, right? It doesn't matter. That You don't have to be spending the money on us, though you probably should because we're rocking. We're rocking shit right now. Um, but if you aren't, that's fine. B- much love. You're listening to the show. It's all good. Um, the deal all right, is... So we never you, really... We, we, we kind of got off the top of the article. Do you want to get back to that or are we going to be done with it? No, because the article just really got me thinking about Justin Waters. I just kind of used the article as a lead-in because it's... I kind of don't love this article. It, bl- it blames agency owners for producers' lack of production and... And they're hiring and ego and stuff like that. And I, you know, I, I think there's some truths in here. Well, um, but yeah, I, I mean, so here, here, here's the takeaway for me. All right, I think, I think, excuse me, I think his point that um, in some instances we leave far too much to chance in both the hiring and the management of producers. I think that that is a valid point. And it's something that every agency should keep an eye on, right? Because we don't want we don't want uh, sort of the that critical lifeblood always making sure that we've got the right butts and seats for the job that need to be done. That is a critical, critical management role. And I think that's the instructive piece in this article, more so than um, sort of in, as you said, sort of the blame it mentality. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of blame in this. I I thought it had a great title, and it, then it got me thinking about mm. Justin Waters, um, 
And this is for anyone who's part of Agency Nation University and has d dived into uh, our, our all the headline stuff we have. We talk a lot about headlines there because they're so important. Think about how much run this article just got because it's got a great headline. And I think the content is, eh, I don't even really connect with it really. But um, nor do I agree with many of the pieces or connections or um, arguments that uh, the author's making. Though he does Supporting a good job. Point, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the headline got me to click through. So. Um, if you're interested in writing headlines better or you're part of Agency Nation University already, make sure you're logging in and going through those. Um, that's just, I mean, I'm, all, our, all our really in-depth best work is going into the university right now. Um, we, got, we got a lot of uh, members in there growing. The community's fantastic. I just, um, that's where we've been spending a lot of time. So, okay. But off of that, Marty, uh, we had another topic to talk about. And yeah. ruffled your gonna, feathers, gonna... ruffled my feathers. Why don't you take us into it a little bit? Okay, well, so I'm going to start this whole thing off with uh, Mia Culpa, right? So it's not often that Marty Agatha admits uh, that he was wrong, and I'm going to claim uh, that I was, I might have been wrong on this one a little bit. Uh, what happened this week was we saw the launch of Lemonade, and Lemonade has been a concept, I think it's safe to say, that's received a lot of derision from you and me. Um, and now... I still think, and, and, and Ryan was right, we we, we kind of got a little worked up when we saw some of the stuff that came out, but when I hear the whole story, I realize that, uh, that they have sort of created a new thing here, and I think it's kind of interesting. So it's, you know, time will tell us if it's, if it's really going to work, but it's certainly, a, it, it, it's a lot uh, more revolutionary than it, than it appeared at first blush. Well, so, okay, so let me take us into this. Let me unpack that a little bit. Lemonade, peer-to-peer -peer insurance company. The interesting part about Lemonade is that um, the peer-to-peer -peer is actually consumer to not-for-profit. So what their business model is, is uh, you, um, you can either buy renters or home. That's it for right now, renters or home insurance. Only in the state of New York. And um, basically, you you uh, go in, you choose your peer group based on likes. There's a couple different things. It's a little social networky. That part is still a little fuzzy to me. But um, you you then choose a not for profit that you would like your premiums to be allocated to over what you pay. So basically, they give you a, a rate. Let's call it a hundred bucks, just for so we can make the numbers even. They take a twenty percent flat fee off of that, so twenty bucks out the door. There's do you know? Do you know that it's twenty? Because I did not see that anymore. But I yeah, it's in the CB Insights release uh, that came out. They take a twenty. Okay. It's twenty percent okay. is their flat fee. So they take a flat fee twenty percent. Boom, that's for them. That leaves eighty bucks left. Now all that money is pooled. There's a claim. They pay all the claims, yeah. and at the end so of everybody, the everybody that so everybody, everybody that. Uh, Says, and I'm making up the, the, the charitable organization, but you know it's uh, love for pets. Let's call it right. So it's a it's a pet, uh, you know, a, an abandoned pet care thing, right? So everybody who buys a policy and says that's where my money wants to go now, go Ryan. So we're all banded together under love for pets. Yep. And then so you pay pay, pay claims, and at the end of the year or or whatever the time period is, uh, I'm not sure if it's pay, policy period or what have you. Um, Whatever is left of the premium that you paid, 
that hasn't been paid out in claims, let's say it's 20 bucks, so you've paid 60 out in claims, 20 went to Lemonade, that 20 bucks goes to the charity. So their idea is that through, um, through artificial intelligence and bots, they can, uh, and, and you know what he calls revolutionary actuarial or something like that, he, some, um, he puts some appendage onto the actuarial word that makes it sound more extravagant, um, they can um, charge lower rates and then uh, are the, and then uh, so this is according to them they don't have uh, let me back unpack that a little bit so uh, they're because of their actuarial um, philosophy and methodology and their artificial learning in their computers they can charge lower rates and ultimately um, provide a better product to consumers uh, on the front end and then anything extra gets paid to these um, to these not-for-profits. And the idea is, and this is the part that kind of ruffled my feather, or Marty's originally, and then he showed it to me and, and me as well, is that um, you know their claim is that it takes uh, the conflict of interest out of the insurance process because an insurance company charges you premiums in order to pay a claim. When you have a claim, it's actually, you know, according to them, in that company's best interest not to pay that claim because that helps their overall profits. I would say that they've never really followed companies like Travelers or New York Central Mutual or any of these other companies that I would say uh, have been rebuilding people's lives for a century and doing so, I think, with some of the utmost um, uh, caliber and quality uh, that, that could, could ever be expected of a company. So I, I, it bothers me a little bit that it's kind of pinning – their marketing is very derisive, uh, divisive. It's pinning insurance consumers against insurance carriers as if insurance carriers are really out to screw insurance consumers. I mean, that's essentially what they're, they're inferring that without saying it directly. And uh, that bothers me. I think it calls into question the character of everyone who works in our industry. I think that, um, I think it's an incredibly poor way to handle your business personally, but uh, I can't, you know, they're so new, we have no idea if their model is going to be successful. Um, I think it's very easy to throw stones until you have to start denying claims, right? So until someone's house burns down and you have to say, you know what, um, you know that that you know that that rewiring that you did yourself is technically not covered under this policy because of X Y Z. Sorry, we can't cover that. It's it's super super easy to talk about insurance carriers holding back claims until you've actually had to deny a claim, which they obviously have never had to do. So. Uh, that part bothers me a little bit. I think um, I, I think calling an uh, uh, an industry like uh, the insurance industry is kind of I, I think to pr- pretend like carriers purposefully deny claims in order to prop up their um, their profits. I, I mean, I know there's been a, there's been a few carriers that have been accused of that in certain instances, but I think as an industry as a whole. That is 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 not necessarily the case, nor have I ever felt that way. What, what do you think? Am I being naive, Marty? What do you think? No, no. I so so a couple of things. Okay, so one of the, one of their claims is that because there's no uh, brokers or middlemen in the middle, they can be more competitive, right? Well, when you told me it's twenty percent, I mean, if if their slice of the action, if if they were taking five percent, okay. But if they're taking twenty, they're taking then more than a commission. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm not, see, I'm not seeing that there's a whole lot of savings there, okay? So that's number one. Number two, I, I do think that, um, that they might have something going here when they talk about um, the reduced moral hazards, right? When, when I thought it was just you, me, and everybody else that we know that, you know, like craft beer, we're gonna be the, uh, was going to be the peer-to-peer group, I wasn't sure that, you know, there was enough of a connection that it would um, prevent or minimize fraudulent losses. But this concept that we're picking a charity that means something to us, that we're really trying to do it for, um, for real good purposes, I do think might influence some, uh, some people who might otherwise say, that's ah, just a big insurance company, I'll pad the claim you know, whatever it is, the glass company for my car wants to give me a box of steaks or whatever, right? Um, it might be enough to, to reduce some of that. So, that. so there might be a little bit of a, an upside there. Um, There's you know, absolutely a there, market there, for this product. I mean, there is yeah, undeniably... Yeah, and, and their tools are... Yeah, there's undeniably yeah, a market for this Their tools are super cool. If you, watch, if you watch their little video on how you can buy with your cell phone and you literally are going to pay... Uh, with your credit card right there. I mean, there's, if nothing else, I would urge every single one of our listeners to go watch the video of their app because it touches on so many things that we talk about that we've been, uh, not we, only Ryan and myself, that this industry has talked about, about our need to improve the customer experience including e-signatures, you know, pay online, simplify the application, simplify the claims filing process. All of that stuff is in about a 90-second video. It's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast and look for episode number 40. This will be episode number 4040. And there's actually, um, uh, I'll have that video in there and uh, all the relevant links that we've talked about in this episode. So uh, agencynation.com forward slash podcast, and I'll have that video that Marty's referencing um, in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, and so so uh, if, if we're going to wrap this all up in, in a neat and tidy bow, um, still a lot of marketing hype. I think they um, are somehow trying to... Um, you know, anoint themselves with the mantle of uh, we're, you know, we're here to, 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 to uh, save the consumer to whom bad financial things happen and, and the rest of the industry is out to screw that same consumer. Hogwash. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. We have been in that role for forever. Are we guiltless? Or is it perfect? No. But primarily our industry is in the business of putting people's lives back together when bad things happen. And for anybody to throw stones at us, uh, it, it, it kind of gets my, my goat up. Concept, just being honest, a lot more there than I thought it might have when it was nothing more than a bunch of promises. So uh, we're going to watch close. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the deal is there's absolutely a market for this product, 
Um, there is a whole subculture, anti-institutional people, anti-corporations, uh, people who, you know, really uh, millennials are going are to are respond to this heavy too because of um, not just the uh, social good part of it, but also uh, the fact that it's easy to do business with them, which it absolutely is. Um, and also the, the fact that millennials have lived through two recessions, right? The dot-com bubble and uh, everything that happened with the financial crisis most recently, the Great Recession. Um, those two incidents have drastically imp- uh, impacted millennial buying decisions. They are turned off to institutional options um, because they don't trust them. So there is that lack of trust. So this type of, of, of uh, marketing, of advertising, of messaging, it connects especially with millennials. And if you don't believe that millennial consumers are important, go read my article, How to Sell Insurance to Millennials. It's going to blow your mind. Marty, this is the last thing I'm going to say about uh, this particular topic. If what I just said, if your first thought was, well, Ryan, Marty, what about coverage? Guys, consumers don't care about coverage. They, They care. They do care. But they don't care. So we can't rest on coverage. It's our job to make sure they have the right coverage. They, consumers, they're never going to take the personal responsibility for coverage that we would like them to. So what we have to do in order to make sure that our neighbors, that our friends, that our community members are properly insured is get better at marketing our business so that they come to us. We need to get easier to do business with so that they come to us. We need to understand how they operate so that they come to us so that we can make sure they have proper coverage. We cannot expect a consumer to go, well, their first offering is only $100,000 in in personal liability on a renter's policy, so I can't go with lemonade. Consumers do not care, nor will they even know the difference. So it's on us to get better at what we do so that so that we can attract them and make sure they have what they should have, uh, the types of coverage that they should have. But never, ever think that a consumer is going to choose one option over another because of coverage. It just is not, it's the, it's the fourth, fifth, or sixth thing on their list of importance. It always will be. We have to move beyond that. And, and, and lest anyone think that uh, their policy form says we cover some things and we don't cover other things, um, their policy form is available. I've seen it. It's 24 pages long. It's got 200 bucks money in securities. It's got this. It's got that. It's a real insurance policy, ladies and gentlemen. Now, yeah. are we going to be able to find some things that might be different? Probably. But the fact of the matter is there. This is not, uh, this is not some fly-by-night thing. They've clearly spent the time and effort to put a real product offering together. It shows. Yeah, reinsured by Lloyd's, which... You know, I mean, say what you want. I mean, they, you know. I, mean, I, mean, I want to get out one more soapbox. They claim that they're A-rated. I went to Best. Best doesn't no, even it's, know uh, Lemonade as an insurance company. Yeah, it's Demotech. They're they're A-rated on Demotech. Are they? Okay, did you check that? Oh, yeah. No, he says it in a, in an article um, that I read. So, okay, all right, all right. You know, I mean, take that for what it's worth. I mean, I have nothing against Demotech, but, you know, I mean, I think – I think as an industry, we hold AM Best as the gold standard, and as we should. But, um, you know, I think uh, they, they are, they are uh, he, he says they're A-rated on Demotech. That's, that's what he said, so. All right, all right, I'll buy it. I just, 
I'm 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 a skeptic of puffery, man. <laughs> Do you say you're a skeptic of puffery? That's exactly what I say. You are the prince of puffery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The I'm... prince and the pauper of puffery. Yeah, exactly. Me on one end, you on the other. <laughs> All right. Well, uh Everybody at home, thanks, guys. I think it's uh, fantastic, Marty, that, that you're back, and we'll be back in our groove. I think in general we're going to mix some interviews up where Marty does some interviews, I do some interviews just as we get them. I think it, I think it kind of splits the, you know, just kind of changes it up. We may add a few more episodes each month and mix those in and still try to get our conversation in, our one-on-one conversation in every week. Um, life is very busy, uh, as it is for all of you at home, for us as well. And sometimes, uh, the two of us connecting our schedules is just incredibly difficult. Um, so, uh, we are going to keep pushing out great stuff. We appreciate everybody. We have a ton of new listeners. Um, we added over a thousand new listeners last month. Everyone who's, who's new to the show, you're a few episodes in, or this is your first episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Shout out. I had no idea where you're going with me there. Um, so uh, make sure you subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen. Um, best way to keep in touch with us, check out Agency Nation. If you're trying to take your digital marketing and sales to the next level, there is a free trial now available for Agency Nation University. So maybe about 15% of the content is actually free. You can go in, um, sign up for a free membership. Uh, free trial lets you check out that you know a few of the courses get a feel for it then obviously if you want the full shaban and you want uh, access to the facebook private group and the workshops and all that kind of stuff um, then you got to pay sorry these things cost money but i promise you if you get involved if you jump in you become a member you will not regret it um, this is our greatest work uh, is agency nation university that's where it's going in and i appreciate everyone who is already inside agency nation so with that, my friend, we're going to get out.